You know, as we see Jesus moving in kingdom power throughout the Gospels, often there are a few words as you read through these. It says, the Lord moved with compassion, and then he does something amazing. The love of the Lord is manifested in such a powerful way. It's the power of compassion. Our guest today is Lynn Gilbert, my wife, and she's going to describe how the power of compassion that already lives in you, if you're a believer, will change the world around you. She'll describe what she's seen and give you pointers on how you can go move in the same power that Jesus moved in because of the compassion that you have is the same compassion he had through Holy Spirit. It's available. Firestormers, best part of my week coming up, and I know we've gotten so many new people that are tuning in regularly. I want to thank you guys. We see you chiming in on our Facebook Live on Firestorm United on Facebook. Uh, If you want to see us, uh, the video also, we're on Firestorm United on Facebook, but we're just getting so many people that are tuning in, and I'm hearing things from folks that are saying that they are being equipped, that they're being encouraged. My heart is to provoke you. I want to provoke you to step out of the boat. Let's walk on the water together. It's available. It's an option. And I'm just thrilled today to uh, to have as my, not my guest, but as my co-host, my lovely wife, Lynn. Some of you have met her. Some of you know her. And the most wonderful thing about um, what we're going to talk about today is over and over through the scriptures, you'll see this sentence, Jesus compelled by compassion. Jesus, he's being moved by love in some unique way. Matthew 14, 14, uh, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. And you'll see this again. It, it's, it's just all over. I pulled up a couple of scriptures just to Matthew 20, moved with compassion. Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and followed him over and over. Mark chapter one, same thing. If there's a particle that carries the anointing, the healing anointing, it's compassion. And the reason I want to have Lynn today with us, she's often here in the background making things happen, the show notes, all the other things that make this as successful and just a well put together production is because I've never met anyone that moves in love, that moves in compassion so organically, so naturally, so just as part of her normal existence. She doesn't do anything. She just is that. Um, The Lord just uses her. So the testimonies today will be ones that we've shared together, that we have been in tag team on, and we've seen people um, today The testimony today, that compassion bubbling up, Holy Spirit does a creative miracle in the moment, uh, dramatic healing, dramatic healing that we're going to share. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. So I want to introduce my dear wife, Lynn. Honey, thank you for being here today. Happy to do it. I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So as we get started, we are having an equipping seminar in a couple of weeks, in about a month. And if the things we talk about on this show are in fact provoking you that you would like to at least look into this, what would it look like if I 
started doing some of those things. Can the Lord use me? Do you have to be some elite, special, um, the person on the platform? Do you have to have a theology degree? Um, what about all that? So, Lynn, you've been part of, we brought some major equipping conferences to Virginia Beach in the last few years, you know, national level, international level, and they've been, I think, very successful. But what are some of the things that you have noted um, about our equipping seminar compared to those and, and just kind of your experience with those? Well, I don't think there's any particularly negative, better or worse, just some similarities and differences I think are worth noting. Um, what I really love is people to be able to kind of sit on the sidelines and hear other testimonies and think, oh, well, I could do that because everyone who is moving in love is doing it differently. Mm-hmm. And seminars typically avoid. So the first thing you do is you say this and, you know, make up some like acronym for a you. Formula. To, yeah. And people can, you know, anyone who's ever bought a used car can smell a formula coming, right. you know, right. and we're all aware of that. And to my mind it inhibits love but when you know who you are and live in that because this incredible eternal god is so inventive that god commonly doesn't do the same thing twice that makes it exciting but uh jesus was the firstborn among many brethren and it's really common anyone who's had children knows that kids say he's copying me make him stop the younger you know the older one says that to younger ones but jesus instead says you're going to do what i do and you're not even going to do what i do you're going to do do greater greater things things. it's really the opposite of what you see with children so when people come and see how to move in the spirit it's it's not weird. It's not uncomfortable. And it's not a formula. It's, it's, it's not a predefined method. It's just put on love. And you are such a perfect one to talk about that because as that, maybe talk about what that feels like, as <laughs> that bubbles up, and that will be like the foundation for our testimony in a minute, but as that love that lives in you, because God is love, and the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Therefore, God lives in you. Therefore, love lives in you. Whether you feel it or not, whether it feels like you're in an especially loving mood, it has nothing to do with that. The word says that you are inhabited by love. Therefore, you can now go move in it, manifest it. And you do that so well. So what does that, what does that feel like? What does that experience like uh the first word that comes to mind is inconsistent and i just mean by that i don't always get you know a tingling in a certain place but i think for me you know it's really easy to say well i spent you know two and a half decades at home raising children what do I have? Now I'm a grandmother working in admin. Mm-hmm. What do I have? You know, it's, Oh yeah, we it, always seem to like 
denigrate ourselves, put ourselves below. I'm not good enough. I don't have the degree. I don't have the experience. When Do you think that's uh, just the enemy trying to keep us down? I think that's some of it. I That's one part. Another part is when you're moving in your gift, you can't tell it. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen someone who's an artist or has built their own house or has done something you can't imagine doing, they'll say, oh, well, anybody could do it. All you got to do is just do it because it's so natural to them. And when Holy Spirit moves through you, it's like pouring through a conduit, throwing through a pipe. It doesn't necessarily have a feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I spent a lot of years at home raising a lot of kids, and it's hard. And for people who have done that or done anything else that's hard, if you allow that difficult situation to transform you, then when you're, it's more when you're through it than when you're in it that you notice that you've been transformed. And the testimony we're going to talk about today grew largely out of my mothering experience, Mm -hmm. I think. I think so, too. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Firestorm Live on 89.1 FM, The Word in Praise. You can find us on firestormunited.org. And the theme of today's show is over and over through the scriptures, we see this statement. Jesus, compelled by compassion, dot, dot, dot touch their eyes and they receive their sight. Jesus, compelled by compassion, he feeds the sick or he feeds the hungry, he heals the sick, he moves in power, but it seems if there's a particle that carries the healing anointing, it is compassion. And we want to just encourage you and provoke you that if you are a believer in Jesus, the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you and that spirit is love god is love so it's not about how i feel it's not about my mood it's about believing what the word says about me lord you live in me and you love people and then when you ask him to show you how he sees people and lynn i think that's an amazing thing that i'd like for you to to talk about so my wife lynn is here and we're talking about just organically moving in love So if you were to say, Lord, show me how you see people, and then you go out and live your life, just do your day, what are some of the things that you feel like the Lord has shown you, how you have, people have been highlighted to you? What are, how has the Lord used that? There's a concept, there's a term I like called immortal diamond that's within everyone. It's a way to say the image of God in them because we think of a diamond as very valuable, unscratchable, um, and then it's not indestructible, but on the most scale of hardness, we tend to think, sorry, I got sciency, but <laughs> um, we tend to think of a diamond as indestructible. The immortal piece, you know, adds to that. And for me, when I walk up, you know, I'm checking out at the grocery store. I'm something. I think of myself as the light shining on them, and some facet of that immortal diamond mm-hmm. is revealed. 
sometimes that immortal diamond is buried in a lot of pain, yeah. is covered in a lot of mud, is sometimes bad choices, sometimes whatever. But most of the time, I think I see it in their face. Sometimes I see it in what they do. We were at a checkout one time, and I noticed this guy incredibly careful about how he puts groceries. As a woman, I don't want a can of soup on top of my loaf of bread. Mm. I take note of that. I put things up very particularly. You say like that's a bad thing, because when I load groceries, it just goes... (laughs) Yeah, and I take note of that kind of thing. I have, I notice details, and I noticed this guy doing that, and I said, hey, I noticed how careful you were with my groceries, the way that you really, you take pride in what you do, and he looked at me shocked and said, oh, well, that's because that really matters to me, and and I just really try to do that for people, and I was able to say, you know, that's the way that you reflect were created to be that's the way you reflect god back to people that aspect of you and it can be that simple it has amazed me that little things like that to check out people and Mm -hmm. a tsa lady and um has it's surprising the tiniest little thing like that you'll see their eyes well up oh my gosh you just made my day oh i can't believe you noticed and it doesn't have to be a gospel presentation. It might be. Yeah, it can turn it, into that, it, possibly, and we've seen that. We have. But another aspect I meant to mention before was Elijah was a man just like us, James, who walked with Jesus and who had ex- you know, the Jewish training. Yeah. And they revered Elijah as a prophet. But he says Elijah was a man just like us. And if you read the some of the feats of Elijah oh, standing wow. before 400 prophets of Baal and calling you know, down fire, calling from down fire <laughs> and um, it, it's really remarkable that he was a man just like us. So what is the difference? The difference is on our side of the cross, resurrection power. Mm. Because you know, you don't need resurrection power to say, hey, thanks for loading my groceries nicely. You you don't really need that to be kind. You don't really need resurrection power to keep, you know, snacks and socks in your car to give the homeless person at the corner. It's good, you should do those things. But Mm. there are, uh, to sometimes move outside yourself and say something that might feel awkward that's oh that's definitely going to be awkward and you may fall on your face or to approach a stranger or to pray for healing you need resurrection power yeah and when i say awkward okay really want to clarify this we never want to be awkward to the person we're talking to what the awkwardness will be in your heart because you're going to go communicate with someone and the enemy's going to be right there to say you don't know what you're talking about oh don't do it he's going to give you know whatever um unbelief he's going to plant seeds of unbelief so that you don't want to do it the enemy never wants you to pray for anybody so the awkwardness will be that battle it's a spiritual battle going on but when we communicate with people i'm a big one for if we move in love if we just put on love it will not be awkward for the recipient because love is never awkward. 
Love is patient. Love is kind. When we put that on, the only one feeling awkward would be us, and that's because we're actually breaking the devil's back at that moment, and he doesn't like it. But to the recipient, all they're going to experience is somebody who had an encouraging word for them. And Victoria mentioned that on the show last week, that she feels the fear and does it anyway. She's amazing. And I think... I think we can all take something from that. It's not about when I feel comfortable. Mm. It's about being moved in love. And, you know, I came from a faith tradition that encouraged good behavior and knowledge. Mm. And I love that stuff. I can follow me some rules. And you are (laughs) a scientist by training and just by your innate makeup. And I love the knowledge. (laughs) Give me the more knowledge. But, you know... Doctrine and knowledge doesn't change hearts. But when Jesus moved with compassion, then he healed or he taught. People felt that love. Then the teaching becomes alive. Then the scripture becomes alive through experience. So often we've seen, I'm not anywhere near as bold as you are yeah. <laughs> in in praying for healing yeah. and and yet i've seen it yeah the one we're going to talk about today is I've, dramatic yeah it really is i've seen it and i that boldness doesn't come that audacity yeah. doesn't come as naturally but when someone feels that love and, or even experiences healing or any of that, the scripture, God is love, mm-hmm. comes alive. They have an experience with that in a way that transforms. You can read, um, for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God for God is love. You can read that. But when you have an experience with God is love, the scripture opens up and becomes alive. Holy Spirit shows up then. Yes. And I think, you know, as I coach people on this, and we do this all over the country, kind of really all over the world, I always tell them the standard of excellence is if they felt love. The person you talk to, if they felt loved, you did it right. If they got healed, that's extra. If they received Jesus, if they prayed a recommitment, if a demon jumped out of them, I mean, if the. But but honestly, if all those things happen and they didn't feel loved, that's the gap. So we always have to set our intention of, Lord, you love this person. How do you see them? And then what I do is I just get quiet. Lord, you love this person. How do you see them? And I wait. And the first thing that pops into my mind is usually him. I've just learned from experience. And that's my intro. And it changes every time. You never know how it's going to be because Jesus loves people. He died for people. I don't believe he died for doctrine. I I think he maintained his strongest rebukes for the religious community. They thought they were doing everything right, but they had not love. They were not moving in love. They were moving in rules. They were moving in restrictive um, attitudes. And Jesus hammers them, guys, over and over and over. And I believe that as we go through the scriptures and we see things like moved with compassion, 
Jesus reached out with his hand and touched him, and he said to him, I am willing be cleaned. As we see Jesus doing that, he's our example. So it's not just the words of Jesus, but the works of Jesus that are to be our instruction. So as before we get to the, the testimony, we'll do the testimony next, but do you want to do the uh, the if you're just tuning if in If you're part? just tuning in, you're listening to listener-supported Firestone Live with your host and my favorite, Scott Gilbert. <laughs> On WWIP 89.1, The Word in Praise. You can listen to this show again on Firestorm United's Facebook page or on firestormunited.org. That's O-R-G. Look at, look at past shows and show notes that we'll add. Yeah, the show notes are great. So, guys, as we go through these testimonies, and occasionally we have you know guests in studio and we will... Um, we're going to continue to have that. But as we do the testimonies, we always want to provide the foundation, the evidence for it, right? So if we have photos, we have before, we have after, we have a video of the person after it happened, um, whatever we have, we have the evidence. That's what you'll see. And the one today is thrilling, and I'm just so excited to tell you. So I'm going to set it up, and then I'll have you kind of add in details okay. as, as you feel as you feel led. So a testimony today of that compassion bubbling up and the Holy Spirit doing a creative miracle in the moment. Now, what I mean by creative miracle is when something is created before your eyes right there. It's like a short leg growing out. It's like somebody... Uh, a, a hand that they can't move. I saw this once. I had a, a dear friend who was, um, he had a stroke when he was a little boy. And 40 some years later, he can't move his hand. Prayed for him. And in the moment, just like in the scriptures, he's able to move his hand. And he says, Scott, look. It was amazing. Um, that's a creative miracle. That's something that's going on right now before our eyes. And that's what we had here. So, Really exciting. I have, you all know that um, my main ministry is Savior Martial Arts, and we've been doing that for many, many years uh, here in Hampton Roads. And I had this dear, dear young student that trained with me from about age six to about age 15 or 16. So he's with me for about 10 years. Phenomenal martial artist, wonderful young man. He grew up with me. I love him. His name's Dustin. And, you know, like many of them, he grew up comes to about driving age, and that's when they go do other things. He went into other organized sports. I know he played baseball very successfully, and we lost contact. This is, this is what happens. About 15 years later, which was just last summer, Dustin contacts me. He's now married. He has two little boys. Uh, it's just a joy to see the way he's growing and he, he's become a man. He's not a little boy anymore. He's frozen in my mind as this dynamic, phenomenal little martial artist. He's little. He's a small guy. Like, I was small. So my heart always went out to him. But because he was so small, he was always your training partner, honey, when you were moving through some of the arts. One of the arts that we did together is called Aikido, which we don't have to get deep into it, but it's a soft style throwing art. Soft style means you use people's energy against them. It's almost like ballroom dance with an attitude. It's beautiful. It's hard to learn, but um, once you get it, it's amazing. And Lynn, you're a high-level black belt in many styles. I know you hold black belts in Aikido also. And I remember you and Dustin were training partners. The thing I loved about Dustin, probably trained with him from, I don't know, 12 to 14, 
and I'm about the size of a 10 or 12 year old. And Dustin never treated me like somebody's mom. No. Dustin's got a little swagger to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got a tremendous amount of charm. And confidence. And confidence. Yeah. And we could work together. And because of that, I gained confidence in this difficult art and could do aerial throws and falls, mm-hmm. kind of pinging off of his confidence and because kind of because of what it was expected. So I loved that about him, that he'd never treated me like, oh, this is, you know, Suzanne's mom. No, no, he treated you, and and the two of you just rose into incredible technical ability. And it was fun watching you. Uh, I remember, I I still remember you throwing Dustin and him just skimming like a stone, (laughs) and he had to run to come back, and then he would toss throw you and you do some high ukemi high break fall and slap out on the mat and get up laughing and it just you know when you have a good partner um when you can work together like that and you can go harder and stronger however it works and you both rise you know raise a rising tide raises all ships and i just remember um this young man this kid was such a phenomenal martial artist and the two of you really built a, a heart bond yeah, over those years and it kind of worked out well because about the time he started playing baseball he got a lot taller and a lot stronger than i am so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was probably you know a, a good comfortable time. breaking it was it was so dustin reaches out to me last summer and um he had been watching some of the postings that i had put on facebook and i've been airing and posting testimonies for quite some time and you know dustin is a good baptist kid uh he's received the lord uh his this is his faith life his family's faith life this is this is where he's been and i think he was looking at some of the testimonies like a lot of traditionalists with a bit of an eyebrow raised and I don't blame you. I was the exact same way. I don't know that I believed any of this stuff until I saw the Lord do it right in front of me and then do it through me despite my maybe unsuredness. It was amazing. That's why I do what I do now because he did it with me. And if he did it with me, he'll do it with you because he's not a respecter of persons. So I know Dustin was looking at this with a bit of an, of a, an interested eyebrow raise, we'll say. So he was going through stuff with his family and just being a young father and he, you know, he, I think he missed me and he reached out to me and asked if he could come by and see me, which of course, I love that. So we had set a date and he was going to come by one evening and that evening I got, or that afternoon I got a text. And he says this, so let me tell you his background. So Dustin is a contractor. He's one of those guys that can repair your bathroom or he can build a room. He can fix your roof or he can, you know, put in a new HVAC. He can do a ton of stuff. And I love it because he learned all of it from his father, the old fashioned way. Nobody gave him anything. He did it from being a child, hauling lumber and learning to hammer a nail as a three-year-old. And uh, the experience level makes me really confident. I know he cares for me. And uh, so he's a contractor. Uh, he's a rough guy. He can, he can do anything. So when he calls me or he sends me a text and he says, hey, uh, I may need to cancel tonight because I'm at a job site and I'm actually on my way to the ER right now. Oh, okay. And this is over text. What's going on? And he explains somewhat succinctly 
that he's uh, working in a house, and I think he was removing like 45-year-old pine paneling off of somebody's basement walls, and he said, I'm in there with a crowbar, with a pry bar, and I'm prying it with everything I have, all of my energy, and as I'm pulling on the pry bar, the board splits in the middle, comes back and hits my extended thumb, because that's the lead edge, hits him in the thumb knuckle, and he says, I think it broke my thumb. So I'm going to the ER to see what's going on. And then he goes on to elaborate and he says, you know, honestly, I actually injured my other thumb like this years ago. So I know this injury. He says, what happened is I got hit so hard, I probably broke my thumb, but it split the tendon inside, you know, the one that makes you be able to move your thumb. And because it's tight, like a rubber band, it rolled up like an old window shade on the, on the thumb knuckle and then on where it attaches to his hand. So he has these two lumps of the tendon that's split under the skin, rolled up. He can't move because there's no tendon there. And he's going to go to the ER, and he's really sorry he can't come see me. I said, well, man, do what you got to do, but I think you should still come by if you can. Okay, okay, I'll let you know. So a couple hours go by. He is able to come by. He sends me a text, hey, if it's still all right, I'll come by. Yeah, come by. And Lynn, you and I are in the office. Dustin comes by, and if you've, I, this has probably happened to you. If you go to an ER or an emergency care, they take pretty dramatic care of you. And when I see Dustin, he is in a plastic cast. His thumb is wrapped up like a lollipop, and he's in a plastic cast from the tip of his fingers all the way up over his elbow to his bicep. <laughs> For his thumb. It looks really, really dramatic. What do you remember from that? I remember sitting there and talking about it. Yeah, and Dustin comes in, you know, like like he's just been in from a day, you know, driving a driving his truck to the golf course, you know. He comes <laughs> in with absolutely no indication there's a problem except for this enormous wrapping. I wish we had taken a picture. So see guys, the thing is you don't know that a miracle's gonna happen. I don't have a, I don't, I'm not accompanied by a worship team in the background. I don't have a camera guy around all the time. And it's kind of awkward, remember? We never want the person to feel awkward. So if you go up to him, you're like, hey, you're injured. Let me take a picture of your injury because I'm gonna pray for you and God's gonna heal you. That's weird. <laughs> Jesus was never weird. Jesus never did that. So we didn't take a picture and I am so sorry because he looked like he was like been through the war. So if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Firestorm Live with your host, Scott Gilbert, and also his wife. You can find us at Firestorm Live on Facebook or firestormunited.org. All right. So if you're just tuning in, we are telling the story of a creative miracle the Lord did. And we're talking about our friend, Dustin who uh, had injured himself on the job. He was prying an ancient piece of plywood off the wall. It split in the middle, came back, hit his thumb. He goes to the ER, comes and see us afterwards, and he is bandaged up from fingertip to bicep for this thumb injury. So the tendon inside has been impacted and split inside the skin. He's bruised all up on his hand. It's purple from what we can see. He can't move his thumb at all and uh, the tendon is wadded up like an old window shade that is rolled up on both sides. He does find out that he did not break the bone, 
which is a good thing. It was just soft tissue damage, which in some ways is worse <laughs> because if you've had soft tissue, it's really hard to get that to heal. When you have a bone, you set it, you put it in a cast, you know, in whatever, six, eight, ten weeks, it's healed. But soft tissue, if you ever had a sports injury, can just be a lifelong thing. And he had already had the same injury previously on another thumb. Uh, he's got a rough life. And uh, so he knew what he was, uh, what he was, what was happening to him. So he comes to us. We spend some time reconnecting. He doesn't ask for prayer. We're there because we love our, our young man, Dustin, who's now a young father, married, beautiful wife, beautiful two little boys. And uh, we really spent a lot of time connecting on that. Yeah, which was really something. You know, there's such a dramatic change between 15 and early 30s. Yes. I could still see the kid I used to train with. Oh, yeah. You know, a little swagger in his eye and all of that. But now he's a business owner mm -hmm. and a dad and all of that. And it was this great homecoming feeling. It was. And... I don't think I necessarily had any, oh, and I remember the time. It was just, oh, gosh, I loved that guy. Yeah, you, you know? just pick up where you left off. Yeah, that's you where, really That's did. when you know your hearts have been knit together with someone because you can pick up as if you never left off, and that's exactly what it felt like. We probably talked for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, and it was just easy. You know, kind of, hey, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? You know, that kind of thing. And it's really something, you know, all the changes that happen between high school and college and, you know, marriage and career and all those things. And uh, Scott has such a remarkable compassion and audacity. He's not going to let somebody go. He'll just go for it and said, you know, we're going to pray for healing. And I tend to be, um, Lord, if, if you want be yeah. nice and that's, and that's you why know? you don't see it <laughs> yeah that's why you don't see it as much and you know i have this whole thing about oh lord i don't want you to look bad which is kind of absurd like i'm in charge or something <laughs> but um scott has a real sense and i think it's backed by experience and he just has a natural audacity that's one, that's a thing that i find I used to say, yeah, my husband's crazy, but he's really audacious is really the, the more accurate word. He is audacious. I'm not so much, but the Lord infuses that with this and uses that. So you don't have to be audacious. Right. You just have to be you. Yeah. And I think this was one of the first times that I just kind of went for it with him. So you open yeah, so so I just presented to him, well, man, I would love to pray for your thumb. And he says something like, yeah, I was thinking you'd say that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He said that. Yeah, I was thinking you'd say that. I've seen some of the stuff on Facebook, and I don't know what I think about that. And I'm like, no, 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 man, it's not about that. It's Jesus. He loves you. I can't do anything. It's not about me. It's about the Lord loves you, and his word says that we are to lay our hands on the sick, and they'll recover. I just believe what he says. So if you don't mind, can we pray for your thumb? And he accept it yes i prayed for his thumb uh and and when we do this and i'll teach you more if you come to our equipping seminar uh, i don't want to give away too much but the keys we're going to give you all of the keys we're going to give you all of the elements it's not formulaic but there are certain things you do and certain things you don't do 
First of all, you come in the authority of Jesus Christ. You don't come hemming and hawing, Lord, if it's your will, you'll not see anything then. You're not going to see anything. You're not moving in faith. That's not faith. But we come into it, and I remember praying, Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name. You love Dustin so much. And right now, in Jesus' name, I command thumb be healed. All pain go now on the authority of Jesus Christ. Muscles be knit together right now in Jesus' name. It's quick. It's quick, guys. You want to do this in 5 to 10 seconds and then have them check it. And we prayed that time, and I didn't really push to have him check it because since Lynn and I are there together, and as soon as I finished, you went for it. And I just remember the love bubbling up. Well, I remember, you know, I just put my hand on this cool guy, you know, I don't know, it was on his shoulders, Ted, you know, whatever. And I felt at that time, and I think this is part of the grace of Holy Spirit. It's not a formula. I don't wait for the feeling. But... It was, you know, God is so good to beginners. You know, they can almost yeah. ask him anything. And, and it's really so good to encourage our faith. I felt physically, you know, people talk about a gut feeling. I don't know if I've ever had a gut feeling. I physically felt in what in the martial arts we call the horror, the, the center of energy and power. I felt Low physically. Yeah. And then rising up in my chest and in my throat, I felt this physical welling of just love, empowered love for this guy. And I think upon reflection, I think what it was is Holy Spirit empowering that mother's love that had developed, that that really compassion from a deep place, not a, well, you should have been more careful You know, there's not any sense of judgment or whether you deserve this or what you should have done better. Because you see that in those passages where Jesus moved with compassion, he would heal, he would teach, but he, he brought light and love. He didn't point out to those he had compassion on, he didn't point out what they could have done better or what they were doing wrong. He did to the Pharisees who Yeah, the religious leaders who thought they had it right. Yeah, the ones who were opposed, but the ones that he had compassion on were those who were hungry. So I felt this like amplification of mother love. I don't have it any idea what I said or prayed over him. I just, some of it was just expressing that. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember a word. And then we, you know, I didn't pray long. Yeah. And I remember asking him, okay, so check it. What do you, what do you feel? And he starts being able to move his thumb just a little bit. I mean, just, just enough. He couldn't move at all before. And he starts being able to move his thumb. And I remember him saying, well, that's weird. <laughs> and because I, there's no tendon there, guys. It's rolled up and it's all bandaged, but you can see that it's purple. A little bit you can see, right? And I remember him saying, well, that's weird. And I remember him saying, because he's, you know, he's a bold kind of guy, I kind of want to take this wrap off and see. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) And he said, but my mom's a nurse, and she's not going to like that, and I have to stop by and pick up, you know, whatever. That's true. Yeah, and we thought, yeah, probably 
Yeah, and we always tell them, hey, don't hurt yourself. You know, don't don't take the wrap off if you don't want. But, you know, whatever you do, what you want to do. But I remember him saying this to me, guys. I remember him saying, actually, it was when Lynn prayed for me. And he described, he said, I felt like ice water going through my thumb, which is unique because I've heard of tingles. I've heard electricity. I've heard warmth. I've heard oil. I've heard, but I've never heard ice water. I, you know, whatever. Okay. And he said, when Lynn prayed for me, I felt like instantly, like ice water running through my thumb. All my pain is gone and I can move it now. Praise God. That was basically the end. We didn't have a lot more follow-up. We didn't tell him to take the all the stuff off. But I got a <laughs> the next morning at eight o'clock in the morning, I get a photo texted to me. No explanation, nothing. Just a picture of a dude's thumb. <laughs> That's it. That's what I got. Now that dude's thumb had no bruising, had complete total color. Everything was the same size. There was no swelling. Complete and total. Remember the big humps of uh, like the tendon where it had been rolled up? Gone. Completely gone. No bruising. No swelling. Complete restoration. In the moment, the Lord did that and he had complete ability to use it. And then he explains what happened. Now we're going to put that text stream in the show notes on the website. You can see the moment by moment, exactly what I said, what he said. What I really want you to look at is see how afterwards the kind of the follow-up, because what do you do with that? What I do with that is I just redirect their creative value. You know, Jesus died on the cross for our sin, but he also, which is absolutely true, we have a sin problem and we need a savior. And Jesus was sent the Lamb of God crucified before the foundation of the world to save us from our sins. Absolutely true. However, there's got to be something underlying that. Why would God bankrupt heaven to go through all that? I don't think it was because of our sin. I think it was because of our created value. Jesus saw our created value of what the Father intended that was broken by sin, that was wounded because of, of us stepping out of fellowship with the Father. Jesus came to do everything for us because we aren't capable of doing it ourselves. Jesus came because of our incredible creative created value. The way the Father sees us, Jesus came to restore all things. So what's underlying the sin? That's not what, I don't think that's what God sees. I think when God sees someone, even the most recalcitrant, lost atheist, he doesn't see them in their sin. He sees them in their created value. And if we just ask him, Father, show me how you see people, he will give you his eyes. Not only will he give you his eyes, guys, but he will give you his heart. He says, I will take your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And it's real and it really happens, but you have to ask for it. And then you have to believe that you receive it. And uh, and when that happens, when the Father gives you his heart, you will feel for people what he feels. And it has nothing to do with their sin. It has nothing to do with what they're doing at the moment. Because despite all that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, and Lynn, I believe that's what is going on with you. You're such a pure, beautiful conduit of the Holy Spirit. You've walked with him for so long. You know Jesus. 
like you know a friend, uh, the best friend, and he gives you his heart for people, that's the love that bubbles up. But if you could just kind of encourage people that say, I don't know how to do that. Um, yeah, I can love like my kids and my husband, but the checkout girl, can you just build that bridge of how the love that the Lord put in them, maybe as a mother, as a grandmother, can then be leveraged to be Jesus's hands and feet to hurting people to strangers? Well, one thing that has really changed in me is truth and justice is not the highest value. Those are things I held in high value. Love is the highest value. Paul wrote to the Colossians, so as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, and here's the command, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. For me, the, the resurrection power flows through that, especially the bearing with one another and forgiving each other, because a negative quality I had before was seeing error. And I feel like you often find, you know, here's a negative quality. What's the flip side of that? How's it being, how's that gifting being abused, if you will? And for me, it's encouraging words, especially in the last year. Everybody is tense. And if you compliment the woman who's the scheduler for your next dentist appointment at what she does well in customer service and cheerfulness especially at this at this time when everyone needs a smile and patience and helpfulness as i look through seven different dates on my calendar trying to reschedule it's so simple to do that in the moment just encouraging words just that is for me like stepping off a curb which as it happens is the opposite of this negative trait i had got stuck in before pointing out error because then you can fix yourself yeah yeah that you know yeah but the gospel is that we can't fix ourselves because if we could jesus never would have died on the cross so the fact that the god man became man and lived a perfect life because we couldn't do it is the model so if if we have to point out flaw then we're actually does that mean we're acting like the accuser and i i think it's that and i think it's pride and I think there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. And so I had to be transformed in that bearing with one another and forgiving each other, not looking at that, but looking instead to you to shine a light. When I mentioned before the immortal diamond, when you shine a light, you don't need to talk about the problem. You know, it's that idea Victoria mentioned, you, you know, light overcomes darkness you don't need to talk about the darkness and tell it to go away. Just come and shine the light. And you mentioned moms and grandmothers. Um, grandmothers, I think, have this awesome ability. We've talked about it, Holy Spirit ninjas. Yeah. Because a grandma can talk to almost anyone. Yeah. And it's an incredible power that that grandmothers have because people are dying inside for mother and grandmother love. A lot of us are transient. I never knew either of my grandmothers because I grew up in the Air Force. I mean, I knew them a little bit, 
toward the end of their lives, but I never real I never lived near any of either of them. Mm-hmm. I never really knew them. And my parents really loved me. But not everybody has that experience. And a ma- a mature woman especially is inoffensive to people or can be you know you can also take the bitter old woman kind of thing but we can be i also have a slight advantage at at five feet tall and 100 pounds i don't you're unintimidating i don't intimidate a lot of people (laughs) so if you are a mother if you already have that innate mothering heart in you the lord just wants to use what he's already put in you you don't have to become something you're not just step into that channel that love that you already have and now you just say lord you love these people this is what i do in my head before i go to sam's club before i go to the whatever what just do life father you love these people show me what you have for them show me how you see them and I have lots of testimonies I can share about that, but I want to get to to one more, and uh, and I just want to encourage. I feel like I want to encourage the um, the fully grown people. We'll call them out there. The um, so I was doing an equipping seminar. I was in Billings, Montana, and this was an older crowd. A lot of the times that I do these, I have a young crowd, people in their twenties and thirties. For this one, it was a lot of older people. I mean, these are people that were retirees. They had time off. I mean, these were people in their 60s, young ones, but most of them were 70s. I think a lot were 80s. And that was not that was kind of a cool crowd. So I'm taking them out and I'm teaching them how. I'm just modeling and I'm showing them how to pray for people and to engage people and see the Lord touch people. And we saw people healed at the mall and we saw people. But here's my favorite ones. I had this lovely, lovely older woman with me. Her name was Shelly. And Shelly was very well dressed. I would, Shelly was a widower or a widow. And um, I, you know, it's hard to tell age, but I, she was definitely mid to late seventies or older. And we were at a mall and we're just doing, we call it love in action. And there was a young girl that was working at the, um, like a kiosk selling something. And as we're talking, she says, I want to go try to talk to her. So I said, okay, you got this, Shelly. Just go, just go be grandma and just love her. So she did. She ends up talking to this young girl. The young girl prays to receive Jesus right there in the kiosk. Uh, she's an unbeliever, right? She's like a high school senior. Shelly leads her to receive Jesus in like two minutes. This is not a long talk. She comes back and says, because I watch from a distance and like, wow, what happened? She said, oh, she prayed to receive Jesus and she wants to come to our evening session tonight. Amazing. I never told her to do that. So it was beautiful, right? So as we're saying goodbye at the end of the this event, a day or two later, Shelly comes to me with tears in her eyes. And she says, you know, in my church, they don't expect very much of us. We can like vacuum and make meals for each other, but they don't really have a lot of expectation for us. I feel like what you've given me is a new lease. I can do this. I feel like I have a new adventure in front of me. And I, and this is where Lynn just said the Holy Spirit ninja 
quote. I said, Shelly, you are a Holy Spirit ninja. You can talk to anybody. No one's going to feel intimidated. You could go up to the meanest, angriest looking, you know, black leather biker guy with chains hanging off of him, and he's not going to be mean to you. You can talk to a child that's by themselves without their parent, and people will not call the cops. You can talk to everybody. Just go put on love and see what Jesus does. It's going to be amazing. I mean, your very first one, let her to the Lord in like two minutes. And this lady just thanked me for that. And that's the inheritance of the children. That's available for all of us. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Firestorm Live on 89.1 FM, The Word in Praise. You can also find us and find show notes on firestormunited.org. If this is piquing your interest, we have just a few more minutes. I want to encourage you to consider coming to our equipping seminar on March 12th and 13th. It's going to be a Friday evening and all day Saturday at Calvary Assembly of God in Virginia Beach in Kempsville. We have anointed speakers, but this is not one of those conferences where you just sit and listen and consume. Yes, we're going to have raw power worship. We're going to host the presence. It's going to be amazing. We're going to equip you practically in how to walk in Holy Spirit anointing every day, everywhere you go. We're going to equip you in healing, how to move in healing, because it's available to everybody. You don't just get part of it. When you become a believer, you get all of it. You get all of the gifts. You may move in different ones at different times of your life, but they are all available. So we're going to teach you how to move in healing. We're going to teach you how to move in the prophetic. That's words of knowledge, words of prophecy, speaking life over people. We're going to teach you how to move in evangelism, how to lead people to the Lord naturally and easily. If you listen to Victoria last week, she'll be our speaker for that. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to share some more testimonies and, and equip you guys in moving and healing. It's March 12th and 13th. You can find more information on our website, firestormunited.org. We have plenty of space and we would be very thankful for the opportunity to encourage you. I'd like to say something about the idea of moving in the prophetic. For me, the way that's happened, when I talk about looking at people, and like we both talked about, I use the term immortal time, and you say, Lord, what, how do you see them? It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been remarkable to me how I look at someone and tell them what I see as a person with more life experience, but you don't necessarily have to have life experience. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to have be in your 60s or 70s. The Lord will use the experience you have, and Holy Spirit will, the, the prophetic, what is that? Maybe you'll have a word of knowledge for them, but maybe as you look at them and begin to speak what I see in you, the Lord, Holy Spirit has the idea of guided me into all truth, has allowed me to see, you know, you're the kind of person that, that people trust. You have that kind of yes face, and they tell you things, don't they? And you'll just sometimes kind of start seeing things in their face because you've been around people a yeah, lot. Yeah, you can leverage. as You as a student of people, mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit just infuses that, and that is a kind of prophetic speaking. I think it builds. So you you start in the natural because guys, it, mm -hmm. see if you say if you say Lord, tell me what to say and I'll go say it, you'll never go say anything to anybody. 
because I don't, that's not the way it's ever worked for me. I don't know anyone that they hear ahead of time what to say and then they go say it. You know what he says? He says, go start talking and I'll tell you what to say. It's almost like saying, Lord, if you give me the money, we'll give it to missions. We'll give it to the missionaries, but give us the money first. The Lord says, no, give out of your need right now and I'll backfill it, right? It's the exact same way in moving in love. You start with nothing. I have, I mean, I have gone up to people, guys, and I have no idea what I'm going to say. But I start with, hey, I really feel like the Lord wants me to tell you, having no idea what I'm going to say next. Yeah, remember what I said about audacious? <laughs> yeah, and it backfills. I mean, this just happened last night. So we're, we're, we're coming home last night. We're in an airport, and we're flying home, and we're going on our connection, and we see this woman that's walking, and this was not anything supernatural. I could just tell that she was walking funny. Uh, she had something wrong with her, I think it was her right ankle, uh, maybe her knee, and we followed her for a few minutes. And I remember saying to you, uh, I think she's got a problem with her ankle. Yeah, and Scott takes note of that because he broke his leg like more than 15 years ago. So he has a real ah, compassion for broken legs. And um, he said, I'm going to say something. He said, you want to say something? And I'm like, heck no. You know, <laughs> because we're I, behind this I don't like to engage a, a woman by myself. Now, if Lynn's with me, it's mm -hmm. much more comfortable. Now, I would not probably do it if it was just me and her. I would have, you know, Lynn do it or whatever. But somehow we managed, we were, she was in front of us, and somehow it just kind of worked out that we managed to get next to her. And Scott just turns and says, hey, does you know, did your ankle hurt? And she said, oh, yeah, freak accident, you know, pins, plates, all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Broke and, her heel, lots and, of pain. And so he just connected. Yeah, I recognize that because I broke my leg. And I remember he said, do you mind if I just prayed for you? She said, oh, no. She received it right there on the concourse of the airport. Hey, could I just pray for you real quick? I often say real quick. Hey, could I just pray for you real quick? Because the Lord loves you. He'll touch you. He still heals. I throw that out. It's curiosity, if nothing else. Who's going to say no? Oh, you know, let's check it out. So we prayed for her quickly, uh, the two of us together. Command the body to be healed. Command the heel to be healed. The muscles to soften. I don't remember what I said, but it's like muscles be softened. Bone be strengthened. All pain get out now on the authority of Jesus Christ. And then I said, oh, do you notice anything going on in your body? Check it. And she says, you know, I don't have any pain anymore in my heel. I have a little bit in my toe. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how when the Lord begins to take away pain, they, they're game for you to pray again. And we did, and we didn't press her. And we went our, you know, we each need to go to our flights. We went different ways, and we looked, and she had had all of her bags on one side kind of awkwardly walking. Now her bags are on the broken foot side, and she's walking normally away down the concourse. So when she told me her toe hurt, I'm like, hey, well, can I just pray one more time? And I prayed quickly. Father, you who began a good work in us, just bring it to completion right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for full restoration. All pain go in Jesus' name. Amen. She thanks me. We exchange names. We talk for a couple more minutes, and off she goes. We watch her walk away with a normal gait carrying her bag on the bad side where she hadn't been before. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. So all it takes is just 
It's putting on love, moving in compassion, and the Lord will do it. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet Victoria Pavarnik. Victoria carries a heart of evangelism. She loves the Lord, and she's going to show you how to move in natural evangelism, something that is maybe you've not seen before that is just giving you the eyes for the one. The Lord will give you his eyes to see hurting people. Victoria is going to activate you to be those hands.